Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Good morning, Hoopballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoopball DFS Today. This is the September 22nd Tuesday edition, and I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am here with a familiar face that hasn't been around for a little bit, uh, our main guy, Dave Menkoff. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, so if you guys haven't heard from Dave in a little bit, he has kind of turned into our floater guy. Anytime we have a chance to get him, uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, looking forward to you hearing some new voices. I know you hear mine a lot. I know you hear Mike's a lot. Uh, glad to have Dave back on the show. And we have an interesting two-game showdown type of thing and then the regular showdown. Uh, so how's it feel to be back, buddy? Feels great. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, the playoffs have been very exciting, so I'm really excited to dive right into them. <laughs> yeah, and we are on the Eastern Conference games. Uh, on Mon- We're recording this one late Monday, and there is no games today. They're, they took the day off, have try and catch the Lakers Nuggets back up to Game 3 so that both series, both conference final series are on the same schedule pretty much, and we'll have a Game 3, then 4-4, four, 5-5, four, five, five, six, six, instead of uh, Boston-Miami being a couple games ahead of them. But this this is a way to catch them all back together. And I can't wait to get into it, too. But before we get into it, let's talk about a couple of our sponsors that we got going on here. Uh, we have a new one, and I was on here Friday, and I was very excited when I saw this name. Uh, our new sponsor, ExpressVPN. I don't know if anybody is familiar with uh, VPNs or not before, or if you if you use them. I know me and myself and Dave talked a little before we're going on. I was saying, yeah, I... I I actually use ExpressVPN. I have a current subscription to it. It's my VPN of choice. I I lived overseas for, oh, getting a text. I lived overseas for a couple years, and this is easily the best VPN out there, ExpressVPN. Uh, And if you're a sports fan, even if you live in, say, the U.S. and you're a sports fan, uh, you might have the MLB package, the NBA package, the NFL package, whatever the case may be. with all of those, you get blackouts. If You get blacked out of your local games, which is, to me, it never made sense. It always annoyed me. Uh, I know Dave's, Dave's up in New York. I'm in Connecticut. I would buy the MLB package. I never got Mets games. I never got Red Sox games. I never got Yankees games. And I didn't understand it. Um, with this, with the ExpressVPN, what, the, what VPNs do is you just change your location. You're serving, uh, whether it's like a fire stick or internet, your computer, your cell phone, whatever the case may be, it says, uh, say, say we're on the East Coast and we could put ourselves at location in the West Coast or in a different country, whatever the case may be, and you're able to watch those games. You're able to access uh, different types of Netflixes, all this awesome stuff. If you've never, and, and they can't track where 
your uh, your server where you're actually from. So I'm telling you, if you guys are have any interest in ex- in any VPNs, ExpressVPN is the no brainer. Uh, it's the one of the only ones that was working for me in China, and it's it, I I still have it to this day, and I've been back in the U.S. for a couple of years now. Um, but if you go there, put in the promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L. Uh, and then get it for free. You get three extra months for free, and that's a very awesome thing. Uh, and then our other sponsors, we have MyBookie. I use that on the daily. I can't, I'm going to use it again tonight for Monday Night Football, even though there is uh, no no basketball going on. I use it for the Lakers Nuggets series. You can, I mean, we have football going on, baseball going on, hockey going on, uh, basketball going on. It's it's the perfect time to jump on. My bookie, and then put in the promo code Hoopball. Uh, they will match your first deposit 100%. Yes, 100% matching of the deposit, and you just you just can't beat that. I know if any, I'm not sure if you saw it, Dave, if you were using my bookie. Uh, but the opening night for NFL, when it, that Thursday, the Chiefs game, they were giving away 50 bucks, pretty much letting you bet 50 on the Chiefs plus 53. Uh, like, pretty much giving you 50 bucks. So my bookie is is the way to go. And our other sponsor out here is Manscaped.com. Uh, if you put in the promo code Hoopball20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, you get 20% off of your, your order, free shipping. Uh, these guys are great as well. I can't talk enough. I use the uh, Lawnmower 3.0 constantly. It's one of my favorite purchases. Uh, in, in anything, car, like what you name it. It's one of my favorite purchases. I also really like small, like the little things in life, and that's that's a big one right there, though. Um, but those three guys, I couldn't be any happier that those are our three sponsors right now for this show. Anyways, let's get on to what everybody came here for, and let's start talking about basketball games. Uh, we're going to hit the Tuesday game that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern first in the Lakers-Nuggets. Uh, before I break down the the spread and everything. How are you feeling about this series, Dave? You know, this series is certainly shaping up to be more competitive than that first game made it look. It's certainly going to be interesting uh, to see how, how the Nuggets can respond. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, it's definitely coming off a, a nail-biter, uh, to say the least. So uh, looking forward to the series and hoping it, it goes a distance. Yeah, the Nuggets are a scrappy team. They are very good. Uh, as a Laker fan, I obviously want the Lakers to win, but I just have so much fun watching this. Lug- uh, I almost said lug it. <laughs> I almost put them together. I'm butchering, butchering it already. But I have so much fun watching this Nugget team. I knew the, the, the second game two would be a lot closer. Game one is uh, it seems like the Nuggets – got blown out against the Clippers in game one when they didn't have much rest. I had a feeling they were going to get blown out against the Lakers in game one as well. Uh, but game two was more indicative of, of what I expect going forward in the series, um, except I think LeBron James is going to bounce back. We'll get to that. But this is so much fun. Uh, both series, both conference final series are going to be so much fun. And I believe the the championship is going to be awesome too. Uh, very good playoffs in the bubble. <clears throat> All right. Let's get on to it. This game, like I said, starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the spread for this game is the Nuggets getting plus six and a half. I don't know if you're uh, a live bet guy, Dave, but uh, I like it. And the Nuggets got all the way up to 12 and a half last, uh, the other night during that game. I don't know if you caught that one or not. 
you know, I, I did see that. I, I wasn't able to, to pull the trigger fast enough, but uh, certainly enticing when, when a number gets over 10 points usually. Yeah, especially in the conference finals type like this. Uh, but that's that's where it got to. Then it dwindled down, obviously. Um, but the spread right now is 6.5. The money line is Nuggets plus 225. Lakers negative 265. Over-under is 214. There is currently no uh, injury report submitted. Uh, so we'll see what that what we get here. I'm assuming Kankar and Barton are going to be there for the Nuggets as usual, and the Lakers uh, don't really have anybody. Might just add someone who's not going to be affected. Uh, maybe Deion Waiters, but um, I don't see too much happening there. Uh, oh yeah, and, and Avery Bradley, just <laughs> people you don't really need. But let's touch on this game. Let's start with the the Lakers. They are quote unquote the away team for this. Uh, we got the two big guys in LeBron and Davis, and then a bunch of however you feel about them. But let's start with these two big guys. Are you gravitating towards them in this Tuesday, Wednesday, two-game slate? Yeah, um, I think especially in this up-tempo matchup, I mean, the, the first game, there was an indication of, of you know, the potential of these two teams. And when they get the offenses going, you can really see their score go up. Um, they finish with a, a total of 240 across the board. And, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James are, are two guys that, when they're on, uh, they're going to be pretty much unstoppable, especially against the Nuggets. Um, so I, I definitely I, I like the LeBron and Anthony Davis quite a bit uh, in this matchup. The price tags are definitely still up there. They're, they're very high. Uh, LeBron's coming in at 11100 and Anthony Davis at 10700 But um, if you're looking for the higher price top-tier options, um, they're definitely my picks to, to play. I know LeBron's coming off one of his... I would say weaker fantasy games of the playoffs uh, where you only put out 45 fantasy points and, and a playoff low four assists. Um, so I think that number should go up significantly. Um, I fully expect LeBron to bounce back and put up at least 50 points uh, in this, this matchup, especially uh, coming off a, a close one, to say the least. And then Anthony Davis continues to, to dominate um, game in and game out. Uh, he's another guy that I, I want to build my lineups around potentially. Um, there's, there's other potential center options on this two game slate, um, that I'll touch on a little bit later, um, as a, as a nice pivot. Um, but Anthony Davis is certainly in play from the Lakers side. Yeah. And I'm with you. Uh, these are the two highest paid guys on the highest price guys on the slate. And for good reason, uh, LeBron James had a bad fourth quarter, bad second half in that second that last game and he still put up nearly 50 dk points i expect that to be his floor in game three and i am okay with that 11-1 price tag that's a fair price tag same with anthony davis 10-7 uh this is just a matchup nightmare or i can't even talk (laughs) a matchup nightmare uh he's getting 20 shots a game in this series i expect that to continue and like you said there's other options at center they're the next team we're going to get to and and Adebayo as well, but uh, these two guys are priced for a reason because they are awesome. Uh, 50 points minimum with with upside there. So, yeah, I think they're very good pricing. Uh, <laughs> obviously, they're two of the top five players in the league, so uh, we know what we're getting with those two. But how about these ancillary pieces? Rondo, Kuzma, Pope, Green, Howard, Caruso, McGee. Got any interest in any of these guys? And if you do, uh, where are you leaning towards? Yeah, for me... I- 
in terms of ancillary pieces, I mean, game in and game out, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly who is going to step up and, and really provide that additional value in the Lakers. But um, if you're looking at a nice value play, a couple guys that, that I like are in the backcourt uh, in the form of Danny Green, who's, who's averaging about 24 fantasy points a game in this series. And at 3,900, uh, in that price tag, it's definitely worth, worth a look especially if you're trying to fit in a lot of these LeBron James, Anthony Davis type players into your lineups. And then another guy in the backcourt um, who's really been consistent. Um, there's a little bit of everything. Um, is not known as a scorer, but, but can, can, can provide some fantasy value is Alex Caruso, who's, who seems to be the, the crowd favorite. Um, or should <laughs> I say the virtual crowd favorite uh, these days? So um, those are two of the guys that I'm looking at in terms of the, the, the lower price options. Yeah, if Caruso hit that three before, uh, right before the uh, it went to Danny Green and he got blocked out of bounds right before, like the same possession type of uh, when Anthony Davis hit that game winner. If it was Caruso, social media would have went insane <laughs> if Caruso hit the dagger three. Uh, glad that AD knocked off some what uh, the media has been saying about him with that shot, but. Yeah, I, I, Caruso's playing pretty well this series. Uh, I think he's pretty good option. He's only 3,500. That's near minimum. And he's been averaging uh, 18 DK points. So that's he's bringing you back value at very cheap, and you're not going to find many people, especially at this stage, that are doing that. I think Dwight Howard is another option because this matchup suits him a little bit better. I know he hasn't even reached 20 minutes yet, but uh, he's played pretty tough defense on uh, Jokic except for the ending of the last game but uh, I would still lean Caruso uh, but Howard is another option if you're you already have Caruso and you and you spent way a lot of money everywhere else and I think Rondo has been proven that he's can put up 20 25 points I don't know if the upside is here in this series as it was last series but he's not a bad guy if you're stuck around that 5k range yeah, and how, how do you feel anything about a Kyle Kuzma or KCP? Uh, you know, I definitely put down Kyle Kuzma as kind of a flyer, a guy that's going to be coming very low owned given his play in this series. Um, but a guy that certainly has the potential, as we've seen in the playoffs, um, to to really to really you know step up and and put up some some pretty nice performances. So he's a guy that at forty four hundred. He might be worth a look as well, um, but again, I would I would tag him as more of a, a contrarian option versus a, a must play. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And uh, it's funny, I was KCP and Danny Green usually switch off, but right now they're both playing pretty well. With Danny Green, he's starting to um, play to his contract while we're getting farther in the playoffs, which is a very good thing for the Lakers. And I like that call, by the way. All right, let's flip it on over to the Nuggets, who, again, there's nobody on the injury report as of yet. They haven't submitted it. I'm assuming it's just Barton and Kinkar, who we already know about. But how do you – let's go to the two big guys and then same, same, just like the Lakers, let's attack these two big guys and then everybody else after. We got Jokic at a rock-solid 10-4 and then Murray at 8-8. Any interest in these guys? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Jokic uh, is a guy that – Priced slightly lower than Anthony Davis, and and I feel like that's kind of a slight to Jokic because he's coming off a, a monster 50-point uh, fantasy game in the last game, and and I think he's starting to really um, show that he could be 
uh, a great uh, number one option when Jamal Murray isn't necessarily hitting on all cylinders like he has been throughout the playoffs. So he's a guy that I'm definitely going to be considering. And at that price tag, at, at that price tag, he should easily um, hit value. Um, and I think he might actually be lower owned given um, given his price tag versus a couple other guys on the slate. Um, so he might be a great option. I'll definitely put him in, in, into uh, quite a bit of my lineups. And then you mentioned Jamal Murray. I mean, he's just been been rock steady throughout these playoffs, um, really coming to his own as, as, as an all-around player. Um, he's priced at only 8,800 right now, and he's coming off uh, not his best shooting effort, but a game where he still put up 45 fantasy points. Um, so I certainly would consider Jamal Murray as well um, in this matchup. Those guys are definitely going to be in play. Um, as long as I can fit them into my lineups, uh, they're definitely going to be in play for me. All right, I like that. Uh, and Murray in these two games in these series is averaging pretty much a point per minute, so that's not a bad play. Uh, I would rather have Jokic in this one. The The tough things about both of them is uh, Jokic does have to go against three seven-footers anytime he's on the court pretty much, but he really had his way with them last game. Uh, even at the ending, the, that little bunny that he he backed down Anthony Davis with ease and it took all of three seconds uh, and then put in a little bunny for the go-ahead before the the game winner there he just looks this guy has been playing out of his mind uh for the better part of two years now three years so I, I I don't know why some people are still out there thinking that it's not legit he is legit uh for Murray, if I don't get any shares of Jokic, then I do want some shares of Murray. That's pretty much how I like it there. Um, and just pre- wh- everything you said, to, to piggyback on that, these are two guys playing really well on a team that's just continues to battle and continues to fight no matter what the score is and no matter where they are in the series. Uh, but how about this rest of these guys? Yeah, we have Michael Porter Jr., Jerry. Uh, I, said, I almost said his brother again, uh, Jeremy for... Everybody out there for Brenton and, and Mike, Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap, Gary Harris, Morris, Plumley, Craig, any of these guys? Dozier played some minutes last game. Any of these guys uh, stand out to you? You know, for me, it's it's a really tough to call. Um, similar to the Lakers situation, except uh, in, in the Nuggets case, um, some of these guys kind of disappear game in and game out. So it's really hard to rely on any of them to, to really produce. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is a guy that doesn't lack for confidence. And at 5,200, if he can get going, if he can start really being aggressive and, and, and get his shot uh, going, then he's a guy that, that could return some value. So he's a guy that I'd be looking at potentially um, as an additional piece. But that price tag is, makes me a little hesitant to, to fire him into all my lineups. Another guy that was starting to really uh, come off an injury playing really well was Gary Harris at the end of the their last series. Um, unfortunately, uh, he has gone back down to, uh, to kind of a ghost uh, in this <laughs> series, which, which is kind of alarming because his price tag is still juicy at 4,500. But I, another guy that, that I wouldn't throw into a lot of lineups just given his volatility. Um, but yeah, I would say those are my two, two guys that I would even consider um, again, very, I, I, would, I would put them into my lineups very sporadically. I, I wouldn't put too much focus in, into any of these guys. How about you? Yeah, I don't. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. 
it all depends on how you think the game flow is going to be. If it's another blowout type of situation, I don't expect that. But if you're one in the camp that you expect the Lakers to just roll them over now that they had that game winner and, and Nuggets let the a game that they almost stole slip away from them, then Porter Jr. makes more sense because then he's going to get more runs, more easy shots, more opportunity uh, against a second-team offense or, or second-team Lakers squad. Uh, besides that, it's very hard for him to stay on the floor and try and guard a LeBron James or such unless they go really big. So Porter Jr. for 5-2 is – obviously he has the upside to score, but uh, I'm kind of shying away from him a little bit. I want to see it – see a little bit more of how this series plays out in game three uh grant should be on the floor regarding lebron james but anytime you exert all your energy guarding a guy like lebron james i don't really want too much to do you do with you same with paul Millsap having to go against the much taller bigger um anthony davis when he's out there but i do like me some gary harris you mentioned it he's only shooting three of 13 these two games in the in, in the first two games of the series uh, those shots are going to fall eventually and at 4500 I think he has a rock-solid opportunity to bring you back some solid value uh, for a cheap price tag. So I don't mind him. I think that's a that's one of the guys that I'm definitely going to target over here because he's just shorter or he's just uh, very cheap. And he's been playing so poorly, he's probably going to not be owned much. And maybe uh, I, I like to look at if I just love my lineup so much and I have to dig in the, the bargain bin – I would look maybe P.J. Dozier's way if I'm stuck at 3,100 and just need some points there because the rest of my lineup is going to get a ton of points. He's been playing pretty well, and, and I could see another 12, 15 points and possibly hit value there. I'm not going to go out of my way and try and get him in my lineup. It's just one of those things that uh, if I have LeBron and, and Murray and and two a good one of the top Celtics and, and Jimmy Butler or something like that, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get rid of any of these guys. Then I'll do that, but... That's one of those uh, last hurrah situations there. All right. Anything else on uh, this Lakers Nuggets before we move on? No, I I think we, we touched on everything I had. Um, just excited to, to watch it. Yep. Awesome. So now we'll go on to the Wednesday game. And also, I got to say, I'm not huge on this two gate on these two game. Uh, I don't mind the two game slates. I like them better than a showdown slate, but having the games on different days kind of weirds me out. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't like it just for the sheer fact that, you know, you can, you can have a great lineup and, and, if, and you, at least you think they're a great lineup. And then, you know, let's say you, you go heavy on, on one game and then you're kind of, you're kind of grasping for straws, trying to figure out how to, how to, how to fix your lineup or adjust your lineup for the, for the, for the second day. So at that point, it's, it's really hard to, to stay engaged, so I, I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that fact that I'm not a, not a huge fan here. <laughs> All right, and we're prefacing that with jumping right into this second game here, uh, the Celtics and the Heat. The Heat are uh, underdogs by three again, which is the theme of this series. They continue to get plus three, uh, and they could have easily had a three zero lead. But let's go on to. The money line is negative 160 for the Celtics. The Heat are plus 140. The over-under is slightly under the first game with 210.5. Let's start with the Celtics, who are the quote-unquote away team for this. We have the, well, now four big guys with Tatum at 97, Brown at 78, Kemba at 74, and Marcus Smart at 7K. Uh, And then Gordon Hayward not too far behind, but we'll we'll just start with Tatum, Brown, and, and Kemba. Do you have any interest in these guys? 
Absolutely. Um, Jason Tatum is certainly a guy that's in play. Uh, his price tag is pretty high now at 9700 um, but he is really putting up some, some great games. I mean, he's coming off a game of 56 fantasy points where, where he really s- showed off his, his passing abilities, inner LeBron, uh, dare I say, uh, with, with those eight assists uh, in that game. So certainly a guy that continues to, to really evolve as a player. Um, and certainly a guy that I'm going to be targeting quite a bit in my lineups, uh, even though his price tag is at 9,700, um, definitely worth, worth firing in there, even, even with the addition of Gordon Hayward. Um, and then Jalen Brown, another guy at 7,800 coming off a, a rock solid game uh, where he had uh, all around game with, with three steals and a block and 26 points. He's a guy that's again, also really flourishing and, and providing quite a, quite a, a a future tandem with uh, with Jason Tatum for the future for the Celtics. So I like him a lot. So those are, I would say, my, my two targets out of, out of the big guns for the Celtics. Yeah, so um, I'm with you there. I like I like Tatum's played. He bounced back in that, and I'm glad. I was saying earlier he had a very down game in rebounds. He was getting double-digit rebounds pretty much every game in, in these playoffs, uh, and his – he only had four assists, but those two bounced back. He scored 25 points on 9 of 20 shooting. Uh, I like him. I don't know if I would want him more than, a. I think, LeBron James. I know it's 1,500 more, but that's just a lot safer to me. And so is Anthony Davis at an extra 1,000. So I'd be paying a little bit more of them. And I think even Jokic, at, well, I believe, plus a 700 extra. So that's where I would be leaning towards. I know if you if you do go Tatum, you're going to have a – Big ownership advantage, I believe. So uh, that's not a bad pivot as well. Uh, I am in the John. Uh, I almost called him John Brown. Uh, I am brutal today. I am in the Jalen Brown camp, and I I just really like that seventy eight hundred price tag. He continues to have a very solid floor. Uh, you don't get a ceiling of over fifty too often, if. But he's just a very good player. Uh, he continues to have good game after good game after good game. Uh, Kemba, to me, has the best matchup of everybody out there. But with Gordon Hayward back, I just don't see the facilitating that I would want for from him for that 7400 price tag. How about uh, Marcus Smart or Gordon Hayward or uh, Daniel Tice before we get into any of these bench guys? Uh, do you have any interest in them? Yeah, actually, Gordon Hayward uh, coming off his first game back, uh, surprise comeback actually uh, from injury, very quick. Um, he, he put up uh, a quiet shooting game, but a great all-around game where he put up over twenty-six fantasy points at sixty-five hundred. I expect him to come out aggressive, especially with with uh, the fact that he will no longer be leaving the bubble um, for the birth of his child. I think he's going to be extra motivated to to really. Uh, put up a good performance. So I really like him, actually, um, as, as a great mid-tier option on the slate. Um, he's definitely a guy that I'm looking at, and he's only he's $1,300 uh, less than Jalen Brown. So if, if you're trying to decide, uh, he might be a, a nice cost-saving option as well if, if you're looking at the utility slot. Yeah, and I didn't expect him to come out and just play 30 minutes right out of the get-go. Uh, so his 30 minutes first game back after missing a month or so that's a very good price tag for him at 6500 uh, to me his return hurts everybody a little bit and it really hurts Marcus Smart's upside so I'd rather just go with uh, save $500 in Hayward over Smart there especially if I think if he can play 30 in the first game back and now they had an extra day off 
I think he can get up to 35 or so minutes, and that's a very good, reasonable price tag for him. I like that call. How about anyone after Tice, any of the Wanamaker, Williams, any Hail Mary interest in any of these guys, or are we just going to go right on to Miami? I would I would steer clear just for those reasons you just touched on with the influx of Gordon Hayward getting heavy minutes. A lot of these guys are no longer going to be much of a factor. Um, so I think we, we can steer clear of them. Yeah, I'm with you too. When Hayward was out, everybody got a little extra minutes. It boosted even the starters, but him back getting 30, 35 minutes really tightens up that rotation down there. All right, let's go on to the Heat. The Heat have... Three big guys out there. We'll start with uh, Bam Adebayo Sauce, Jimmy Butler, and Goran Dragic at 73, 82, and 84, respectively. Any interest in these guys? And uh, would you play multiple? Um, I think if you're looking to stack this game, if you expect it to stay close and competitive, um, definitely look at multiple options here. Um, And you have to start with, Bam at a bio. I mean, he's just been putting up just, just absolutely electric performances, game in and game out. And somehow, uh, whoever created the price, the price for him, just forgot that he just put up a fifty-eight point fantasy game uh, in his last game because price at eighty-four hundred. I mean, he, if he's not one hundred percent owned, um, he's going to be very highly owned. Uh, I, I think, regardless of of who you're trying to play, I think. At a bio should be a nice building block uh, for lineups, uh, especially with the 2K savings versus the other big center options like Davis and Jokic. Uh, definitely Bam at a bio would be a number one play for, out of the big, the big guys here on, on the Heat. And then another guy I'm looking at is Goran Dragic. I mean, 7300 only $100 less um, than Kemba Walker. Uh, definitely a guy that is playing refreshed, playing re-energized, um, he looks healthy again, which is great to see. Yep. Um, so that that's something great to to consider. Uh, and he's taking a lot of the pressure off Jimmy Butler, um, which which I think is helping him and, and maybe actually hurting Jimmy Butler. Um, so I'm actually going to steer away from Jimmy Butler in this case. Uh, I would focus out of the out of the big guys. I would focus on Bam as my number one option, and then uh, number two, a little bit further behind, would be uh, Goran Dragic. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. Uh, Bam at 84 is a great price. I just, nothing else. I, everything you said, Bam at 84, yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, 82, I, I'd just rather pay 200 for Bam. The only scenario uh, that might give you a little trouble with Bam is if you really want Jokic and AD, uh, then your utility spot is counted for if you try and get all three of them. But uh, Butler has been averaging in the 30s for fantasy points. So I don't, there's not huge upside here with him in this matchup with Marcus Smart as his primary de- defender. Uh, Jimmy Butler's exerting a lot of energy guarding Tatum, guarding Brown, guarding everybody else. His impact in this series has been a lot more uh, a real life impact than a fantasy impact. Uh, he's been great in this series, but as far as fantasy points, that's all we care about. Uh, I don't, like you said, I'm going to steer clear from him. But Goran Dragic getting an extra day off, that's pretty big in the grand scheme of things. He only put up 17.75 DK points last game. He shot 2 of 10 from the field. But that extra day, I'd like him more than uh, Kemba Walker, as you mentioned, as well in this. And I think 7-3 for him with that extra day of rest, it's going to be a pretty solid factor for him. 
Um, let's move on to the rest of the guys. There are there's one guy I really like here, and a couple other guys that are pretty good. But how about any interest in? Uh, I believe I think they have the best like non top plays on the slate, uh, and it's just because they are a deep team and they are everybody contributes more than the other teams. But do you like any of these other guys out here? Absolutely. And I, I think I, I think we're going to be on the same page <laughs> with that one main guy and the name of Tyler Hero. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in, the term, in, in fact, his price tag has only gone up by a couple hundred dollars each game. He's at 6300 I mean, he's putting up, I, dare I say, non-rookie numbers uh, in this series where he's just, he's just showing immense confidence, um, getting heavy minutes. He's been averaging anywhere from from 32 minutes to, to 40 minutes even um, in, in in each game. So he is a guy that's coming off 36 and a half fantasy points. And at, at that price tag, he's pretty much a lock and load uh, and a guy that, that I'm going to put a lot of, a lot of stakes in for um, to continue to develop and, and show maturity well beyond his years. Um, so he's a guy that I'm definitely going to be looking at. Uh, and then another guy, um, a little bit less interest, but still interested as you mentioned, that they do have a great, um, a great uh, supporting cast on the Heat. So Jay Crowder, uh, who looks also re-energized uh, at this point in his career, sixty-one hundred. Uh, he's been putting up thirty-five minutes. He's been he's been having thirty-five minutes a game in this series, which is which is insane. And he's really been efficient. His last game, he's coming off a poor shooting outing, uh, but I think he's going to bounce back. And he's been pretty consistent around thirty fantasy points as well. So he's another guy that I'm going to be looking at on the Heat. Yeah, I like. Uh, I'm in on the Tyler Hero. Last when I did the showdown slate the other day, he was the guy that I liked as the captain, and then you could pay for everybody else. But he's just—you mentioned it—he's not playing like a rookie. There doesn't look to be a moment that is too big for him. A uh, anything good you can say? That's that's all you can say about how this guy has been playing. He's facilitating a lot more. He's grabbing rebounds. How uh, he's scoring. He, He's doing it in so many different ways. Six uh, three is a very good price tag for a guy like that. If you can't, if you don't want Goran Dragic, you can save a thousand and go with Hero and try and use that elsewhere. Same with Crowder. I would rather have Tyler Hero, uh, but if you wanted, if you needed a power forward, uh, Crowder, like you mentioned, he's been playing a ton of minutes, been averaging nearly thirty DraftKings points a game. Uh, I think twenty eight or so. That's very good value there. Um, I don't see a huge upside with him as Hero could have, but uh, Crowder's not a bad option. And Duncan Robinson, he, I would rather test my hand and go with Gary Harris for 100 less if I'm going head-to-head there. But Duncan Robinson has been shooting lights out uh, lately, and I, I like him as well. I don't think that's a bad price tag. But for all those guys, I think Hero is has the biggest upside, obviously. Um. And that's pretty much it. You have you have anything else you got to say about the Celtics Heat game? No, I, I think you covered it. Uh, a lot of the other guys uh, on the Heat uh, could step up, and their price is very minimum salary. Uh, but I, I wouldn't put any any stock into them unless you're really trying to squeeze every top tier player into your lineup. I wouldn't even look at any of the thirty three hundred guys like Iguodala, thirty four hundred guys like Olenek. Yeah. And they're just very deep, like Olenek, Iguodala, Derek Jones Jr., Kendrick Nunn. These are good ball players. They just this team is so deep. It's a very 
it's it's not top heavy. It's top to bottom of with talent, and that's why they're they have this two to one game lead in the series. Uh, but let's shift on over to this showdown slate. We already hit the game mostly. Now showdown is a little bit different. We'll talk about who who you like in the in some of your options in the captain op, uh, spot, and then um, look at the a little bit of price discrepancies. Everybody gets a little bit of a bump because you don't have as many spots to pick, uh, and then you are spending uh, an extra point five times an extra 0.5 of uh, in your captain spot um but let's just look at who who are your options you're in your captain spot and when you're looking at when if you do play showdowns i'm not a huge fan of the showdown slate um i like to have options there so i can you don't have to be mostly with the same crowd um but if when you do play your uh, your your captain game and your showdown slates uh, especially for this one lakers nuggets who do you want in that captain spot, and, and how are you approaching it? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Showdown slates are definitely unique and interesting, especially with uh, the adjusted price tags, especially for the captain spot. So for me, I, I don't want to spend too much in my captain spot, but it's really going to limit my flexibility with the rest of my utility spots. So I, I would I would be targeting a guy that that I like that's, that's kind of a – I wouldn't say a I wouldn't say a low tier, but a mid tier price option like Jamal Murray, who's at ninety four hundred in the captain spot, uh, could be a great option to go with uh, versus anyone over eleven thousand like Jokic, Davis, or James. Um, so I would I wouldn't look at Jamal Murray for for my showdown build. How about you? Yeah, so if I'm going with a heavy guy in my captain spot, I think I ha- I draw the line. Not think I would I draw the line at um, Murray right there because if you put LeBron, AD, and Jokic in your lineup, then that just means I mean not in your lineup in your captain spot. That means you can't get three of those four guys. If you put Murray, you can still get LeBron, AD, or AD Jokic or LeBron Jokic and have money to play with where you don't have to have. Mason Plumley and Javal McGee taking up your last two utility spots. So to me, Murray is the last guy for or the highest guy that I want in my captain spot. So I can have at least three of those guys. Um, but I like to try and if I can get four of them um, and look down where uh, a possible Gary Harris could be my captain guy because I, I mentioned earlier I think he's a solid play and I think he's going to have a bounce back shooting performance in this and. Uh, he's one of the guys. Him, I know you mentioned Danny Green. I know I wouldn't be opposed to him if you put Alex Caruso as your captain. You can get LeBron, AD, Jokic, Murray, um, Rondo. You can have a very good team out there at your utility spots. And it's com- I don't know if uh, when I play Fanduel, I like their showdown a little bit more just because they don't. Everybody is the same price no matter what you are uh, in your the guy that gets two point two times fantasy points, one and a half times. Uh, and so on and so forth. Everybody's still the same price. It's You don't get that price bump for your captain here. So I approach it a little bit differently. But, um, yeah, it's pretty much how do you, how many big guys do you want in your lineup? Uh, Murray is, to me, like you mentioned, is the last, is the only big guy that I would put in my lineup just so I can have at least three of those, uh, at least two of Braun, AD, and, and Jokic paired up with them. Right, man. Anything else you want to throw down on this um, showdown slate? I think, um, to your point, it's going to be interesting to see 
Uh, I think it all comes down to how you can mention it. If Gary Harris has a bounce back performance, if you put him in your captain spot, um, you're pretty much guaranteed to win uh, because he's not going to be a highly owned captain spot guy. Um, so that, that can really open up your potential. So uh, looking forward to, to seeing a bounce back performance from him. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, let's see. <laughs> that's that's the hope there, but you never know at this point. Um, sometimes I, if I'm playing, especially in a cash game, uh, if I'm just doing cash instead of a tournament, I'll just throw my captain spot in, in the tank. Maybe I'll throw a P.J. Dozier in there, get Jokic Davis, uh, give me Jokic Davis, Murray, Rondo, the, everybody high-priced that I – Big four price guys, and then two people that I really like, and then just blow my captain spot and ensure myself a uh, top fifty spot there. That's another way to look at it in cash games. I won't do that in a GPP because if I put a PJ Dozier at my captain in a GPP, I don't expect to win. But awesome, um, yeah, man. Before we head on out, is the, you want to say we haven't seen you in a little bit, and I'm glad we got you back. Anything you want to tell the viewers uh, to keep out for, to keep a lookout for, anything about the playoffs you want to add, what you're excited for, any absolutely. of that good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I think for me, just continue to see some great, great uh, just matchups, individual performances, and continue to see the breakout stars um, really be shined uh, with a spotlight on them. Uh, a lot of guys in these playoffs have really put a – put kind of a name for themselves um, and, and I'm excited to see them continue to develop. And especially as the playoffs wind down and we go to next season, uh, it's, it's going to be something to watch to see how, how a lot of this momentum can carry over with, with the adjusted NBA schedule for next year. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. And I got to ask one thing that I, I didn't ask yet, but now that we're done with everything, uh, going back to take out the showdown slate, go to back to that two game slate. If you had to pick, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'll give you a second to think about it. Uh, I'm going to babble on here for a second, so hopefully you get a player in mind. But if you had to pick your one guy that you're necessarily not leaving the lineup without, uh, who who would it be? And it could be because of position eligibility. It could be price. It could be just this is the guy tonight. Uh, whatever the case may be, who's the guy that you don't want to leave your lineups without? I think I definitely uh, kind of cats out of the bag with, with the answer here, but it's going to be Sam <laughs> out of bio for sure for me. Um, just price tag, opportunity, the way he's been playing. He's he's the number one guy for me. What about you? Yeah, makes sense. You you did hype him up. I had, In my head when I was saying it, I'm like, oh, I think he, he said a couple people, but um, I was leaning towards out of bio or, or Hayward for you because you, you did like those two. Um, for me, hmm. There's two guys, and both because of price tag. Uh, I really like Tyler Hero at 6'3". I think that's a solid play. But I think the guy that I'm going to see in, in 99% of my lineups, maybe 100% of my lineups, is, is Gary Harris. And it's just I think he's going to outperform 4,500. And there's not many people on this slate that are that cheap that um, I, I expect 25, 30 points from. I just think that's a rock-solid guy, and I can – Helps me afford other people. He does. He obviously doesn't have the Adebayo upside there. Who's gonna be? Who's a fantastic price in his own right? And I, I love that call as well. Absolutely. Awesome man. Um. So 
everybody, before you go, uh, before you're done with our show, if you can, go to our ratings, give us a like, like comment, review, or unlike, tell us what you like, what you don't like, uh, whatever the case may be, tell us what you want us to do in future podcasts and what you don't want us to do in future podcasts. Uh, you, we also have an Instagram page, a Facebook page, a ton of Twitter pages, a ton of new podcasts. We just got the, the bull, hoop ball bulls up. Uh, if you're a Bulls fan or Chicago fan out there, um, we have so much going on right now. I can't wait. Next year, we're going to unveil some new things that I want to tell you, but I don't know if I'm the supposed to tell you guys right now. I think maybe that's an off-season splash, so I'm going to just – Honey, honey, dick, you guys, as they say right now, and tell you there's something big coming. Um, and yeah, as always, it was a pleasure having you, Dave. A pleasure having you back. I can't wait to do this again next time. Uh, and give Dave a like on Twitter. His Twitter name is dmenk33, I believe. D M E N K 33. Did I get that one right? You got it correct. Nice. I was when I was about to say, I said, I think this is it, but uh, let me just. I didn't double check, but. Like, uh, let me just ask. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Santino Cocone. That's spelled how it sounds. Um, and uh, I'll see you guys again tomorrow night. I believe it's myself and Mike doing possibly another two-game slate showdown type of thing because they really like this thing now. But, um, yeah, this is a great show. And looking forward to more in the future, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday, and good luck in all your lineups. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.